Alrighty then. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to us. We've, it's been a while since we, we've been on these airwaves. I know. So much has happened. The Celtics are good. Uh, the Super Bowl happened. Super Bowl happened. Ben Simmons finally got, yeah. got his way. And outside of that, I don't, I don't think there's much, but that's plain to talk about. No, the, the Super Bowl itself is, is probably mighty, mighty to talk about. But I guess, you know, but before we get, get into it, you know, my name's Noah. And that's Sam, yep. and you know we we hop on here. We talk about we talk about sports, I guess, and and some other stuff, sports business, a little bit. Have some um, conviction, why don't you, huh? I guess we do have to get better about better about that. I guess <laughs> it's because we don't really know what we talk about. No, and well, it, it depends on what's going on. No, once we get into our topics, we know what we're talking about. Yeah. But what do we got today on the docket? We, we touched on a few of those things. Yeah, I mean, so there was nobody at the Rams parade. Football's over. That's sad. Um, some early MVP and Super Bowl favorites for next year. Um, a little bit of NBA, like Sam mentioned, the Celtics are looking damn good. Um, Adam Silver's in Kyrie's corner now. Um, and then, you know, every, all things Super Bowl and Super Bowl commercials, you know, we kind of want to break down that stuff. Yeah, well, you know what I want to start with? Um, this, is, this is just kind of funny. So I was in New York over the weekend. Um, I just got back here uh, to Boston yesterday. But you, have you ever taken a bus recently? I haven't been on a, a long-distance bus since, since we graduated UMass. Yeah, so the, it's just these people who drive, the pilots, I guess you call them, the bus drivers. It is funny they call them, do they call them pilots? I don't know. I, I just made that up, but it would make sense. The, the you know, bus drivers or whatever. Operator, maybe? Yeah, yeah, these guys, this particular one, is giving a speech in the beginning of the thing. And I've, this has happened to me before, but it's so funny. They, like, get in there and they essentially air out, like, every grievance they've ever had with anybody who's ever been on their bus. They're like, turn your music down. Nobody wants to hear it. Like all, all this stuff they're saying, like every, every like slight um, annoyance they've ever had. But that's, I just wanted to talk about it because it's so funny to me. He's, he's, they're covering their ass Well, I because they don't want people coming up and talking about it. Well, I think really what it is is uh, if I had to assume, the only thing that the, he really would have to, he or whoever would really have to say is like, you know, we follow CDC guidelines on this bus. But then it's like about music, it's about snacks, it's about phone calls. And like that to me is just like this guy's on a four hour bus ride and he's just begging you not to annoy him. He doesn't want to deal with it. No, don't. He's telling you up front. They give out snacks on those things? No, no, but you, the bus terminals are basically mini airports. So you can yeah, buy a bunch of, that's true. bunch of stuff coming on. Um, but no, that, that was my adventure. And I ended up watching the Super Bowl over there. It wasn't too bad. Um, I think. In a way, it was it was a very laid back Super Bowl. You know, not everybody was jazzed up like usual. Yeah. I did have wings. It was nice. Wings were good. Dude, I kind of had a feast. Really? We made buffalo chicken dip, mm. sliders. Um, sliders are damn good. Wings. Arguably better than regular burgers. Dude, I put Doritos on the sliders. Damn oh, good. Shit. What kind? Um, nacho. Okay. Yeah. I feel like it'd be weird to have any other flavor. I want to do the yeah. purple ones, but I couldn't find them. They were all out of the supermarket. Oh, man. But yeah, that was the best thing Doritos ever did was come out with those purple ones. Oh yeah, they're. Damn I remember good. when they dropped. You remember that? Yeah, we were in like eighth grade. Yeah, or something. it was a while back. <laughs> but yeah, so we did sliders, wings, two flavors, um, some quesadillas. It was good, and actually, this was this is kind of dangerous. But my buddy, or one of my roommates, Zach, he got like a soda stream, and he's like he like sucks down uh, seltzer, so it's like perfect for him. But we got the mixture to make Coke. Nearly identical oh, and taste. It's, it's just like what powder or something? No, it's just like a syrup. You put in like three drops, and then you obviously carbonate it. Basically, tastes like the real thing. Huh? Like you put three drops into a glass, or three drops into the 
machine. No, so you fill up this bottle with just water. Yeah. You carbonate it by sticking it in the mm-hmm. soda stream, and then once it's carbonated, you just stick in like a couple drops of this Coke flavoring. Wow. That that you buy. So pretty cost effective way, and it tastes like exactly the same thing as Coke. That is dangerous. You're no. a big, big Coca Cola guy. No, yourself. I, f- I fucking love Coke. Yeah. I'm, at one point, this is actually funny. One of my friends, Dan, when we were in college, he was like addicted to Diet Coke. No, he was addicted to was yeah. Pepsi? Oh no, he was addicted to Coke Zero. Oh, like whenever he was up late studying, he would just like drink Coke instead of coffee. Now this is something uh, most people should know, I pr- presumably. But when there's zero sugar, what is there in it? Other things that are bad for you, surely. Yeah. yeah. Like, is, is that when they bring in cornstarch? Who knows? But I'm sure there's some substitute there. But I guess you know, since we're talking about brands and all that, um, should we start with a game? We should probably start with the game, right? Let's talk about the game. Yeah. There's not much to say about the game. That's the thing, because we were talking about the food. The game was very anticlimactic. If you I ask mean, it, me, it was nice and close. It was back and forth. I thought it was an overall good showing. You know, I I, I think it was the expected outcome. I was personally rooting for the Bengals. I, I love the underdogs, and I think they almost had it. It was very close for them. Um, that being said, you know, I, I thought it was an okay game. Um, glad. I think it's always nice for leagues to sprinkle in two teams that, um, you know, everybody's neutral about. You can't always have polarizing matchups. I mean, they had their, uh, there was a 12% bump in viewership from last year. And last year's game was arguably two, uh, like more high level teams, Bucks Chiefs. You'd think that would draw all the viewers in the world, but yeah. this one had a twelve percent bump. Yeah, I think it was like a, at least between Telemundo and uh, NBC, it was over a little over a hundred million people. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Whole lot. I mean, you can only imagine people watching on illegal streams or YouTube TV, Hulu, all that sort of stuff. And then you have a healthy like amount of people. Families. Yeah. Which I always wonder how they count yeah, that. How do yeah. they calculate that? You never really know. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe they go by like household size. And they assume right. an average or something like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's my. I had one qualm with the game. Objectively, okay. I was like paying medium attention, right? Like I was. I, I didn't have a stake in it. Yeah. I wasn't gambling on it. No, my team wasn't in it. So I was like just passively enjoying the Super Bowl, and I was really paying attention to the commercials. But we'll get to that later. Um, I do have beef with. I love Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth, but I, I think they did a bad job calling the end of that game. You you mentioned that you said that they didn't build enough. Um, what would you say? Like sus- uh, suspense. There wasn't so enough. To speak. Dr- like not maybe enough maybe drama. maybe this is my fault for maybe not as paying as close attention as I should. But there was like if 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 you didn't know there was a minute and a half, and the Bengals had to score a field goal to tie the Super Bowl, you you wouldn't have known. Because the, the announcers, they were just treating it like any other drive. I mean, besides looking at the box score, right? Or like yeah, but like I feel like normally in this kind of situation, there would have been the announcers right. would have been eyes, all, eyes at their best. Been, eyes would have been glued to the, the screen. Yeah, it was fourth and I missed the fourth and one. Well, you know, because Al, I wasn't paying attention. Al's leaving um, the network, so maybe he's packing it in, saving his best lines for his next employer, saving it for Amazon or ESPN. Well, I doubt he goes to ESPN. Not, who wants to go to ESPN yeah. these days? Everyone, everyone's, ship. Every, everyone's leaving ESPN. Yeah, sinking ship. Stephen A. will be gone in no time. But I guess about the game, um, well, before I get to the game, um, post-game, so to speak. So, obviously, both teams, uh, the Rams had their uh, celebration today. Terrible. Yeah, well, it was kind of whack. They're, nobody showed up. You see LeBron? You see what LeBron said? No. He's, he's basically saying um, that because – Honestly, LA's been pretty dominant in sports, right? The Dodgers won it uh, not too long ago. The Lakers not too long ago, and now the Rams. And LeBron's like, "Yo, we should do like a three-team parade." Because I don't think the Lakers had one because of the circumstances. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, so he he was trying to weasel his way out into the parade today. But 
I mean, classic LeBron. Well, everybody's saying where where were all their fans for their parade today? They probably were in St. Louis. Yeah, they yeah. don't. They just they they don't have any fans. If yeah. I like, okay, so if I lived in L.A., sure, I would probably be inclined to like the Rams. Yeah, but or the Chargers. Or the Chargers, yeah, but like most Probably people, both. or both, or even the Raiders, but most people in LA aren't really from LA, and like there's no team that's been native to LA. So even if you're from LA, you mm-hmm. probably are either rooting for the Chargers down in San Diego, or the Niners, or the Raiders. So mm-hmm. like they just if if like if I was there, even if I liked the Rams, I don't think I would go today. Well, the sun looked like it was shining. It looked like a beautiful day, um, at least compared to uh, other Super Bowl celebrations. It didn't look very packed. Well, dude, could maneuver it well, follow the... Uh, you could have you walked the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but here's my thing, dude. Apparently, the, the week of the Super Bowl was like nuts in L.A. Well, I mean, all these... Everybody we were talking to was saying, oh, I'm heading to L.A. Like, I'm, I'm going to LA. L.A., I'm going to L.A. And, like, I was uh, on TikTok alone. I'm seeing, like, all these events that everybody's getting invites to. Not just the sports and the Hollywood people. Tech guys are getting invites to all these things. You know, that just must be a buzzing week in general. You probably spend the whole week there, honestly, besides yeah. the Super Bowl itself, you know? It's probably, I mean, I, what I've heard, too, it's like it's probably a great week to, like, do business. Oh, everybody's all, in the city. All these important people in the same spot. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, but back to the, the parade piece, they, sh- they ought to go to St. Louis. They ought to parade around there just for a little bit. At least bring the trophy. Yeah, give give the people something. I think it's the right thing to do, you know. Um, but I but back to uh, L.A. being a happening place to be. Where's next year's Super Bowl? That's a good question. I mean, it's certainly available. I guarantee it's either Miami, Minnesota, or Atlanta. Well, yeah, because this NBA also weekends in Cleveland, so there's obviously this sharp contrast there. Um, but I'm curious where Super Bowl 2023 is. It's on Sunday, February 12th, so two days before Valentine's Huge. Day. Huge. It's going next uh, year. Yeah, big time. 2023, Glendale, Arizona. Okay. A, okay. A, a place they go to quite often, but then 2024, Vegas. Okay. And how, how far out do they say where these things are going to be? Is it they, they do it for five years. Um, so I, I can pull that all up. But, dude, we should make that like a, a company goal that, that we Vegas. make it to, to, to the Vegas Super Bowl. You know it sounds like the right place to be. Arizona sounds hot. I'm pretty sure they're having a historic drought. Yeah. Yeah. But um uh but anyways, back to the parade. Nobody there and this, even though there was nobody there, the Rams they they, they like they like hurt themselves. You not only is nobody at your parade, but you guys were being total losers. <laughs> like uh, Sean Mc, I, the clips were like so cringy. I couldn't even I couldn't even watch them. Uh, you know, I think Alcohol plays a part, right? Yeah. More or less. Yeah. Um, like you said, it's not like the uh, atmosphere was very becoming uh, of a, a great celebration, at least in New England. You know, beers again yeah. thrown over there. Do they even, what do they do over there? I don't know. Everybody's that, I, taking their shirts off. Yeah. It says it's a warm day. Um, but it, it was funny, too, because um, Cincinnati, when the Bengals players uh, landed in Cincinnati, there was also like a welcome party oh, for nice. them. Yeah, and there's a lot of people um, who, and you know, you always should take what you hear on Twitter with a grain of salt because uh, it's important to keep in mind Twitter is not real life. Um, really, no social media is. But a lot of people on there were saying how uh, it's somehow like a negative thing for the Bengals to be hosting 
their team. Like a, it's not even like like it was a parade, but it's like a negative thing to have the losing team be celebrated. That is a loser mentality, in my opinion. You should be celebrating your team, especially the Bengals. They weren't supposed to be there. We met a guy from Cincinnati today. He yeah. was he was just happy they were there. Yeah. Happy they had the opportunity. And the team should be able to get a warm welcome in in situations. Yeah, they, like they that. weren't supposed to be there. Yeah, they just went to battle for you. Yeah. You know? um, well, dude, going back to the Rams. What it was, it was like a bunch of guys who, who'd never won anything before. That's oh, what it like, felt like. Oh, like it felt like they hadn't been there before. That was the which, vibe. Which is kind of the vibe for most of that team. It's a lot yeah. of their first time winning, but like Sean McVay chanting, run it back, run it back. <laughs> and the, the GM goes up on the podium and he's like, F the picks. Oh, he's wearing a shirt that said that. F the picks yeah. and we'll run it back. You know, you, you, you got you to gotta do that stuff up there. Um, it's not like you can have dress rehearsals for that, but I 100% agree. It seemed like a team that they hadn't it, been it there before. It was just like uncomfortably cheesy. Yeah, it was. Can't go. Can, not everybody can go up there with the the calm, cool, collected like like Steve Kerr would when when the when the 90s when the Bulls were winning. Yeah, you know that being said though, officially a Super Bowl um, in contemporary times has been won in LA. LA is ready to turn around. Football city from here on out. All right. All right. We got to go to, I mean, you know, what I will say about the game, too, before we go on to other stuff, the stadium. That stadium's got to be unbelievable. Oh, my God. It was beautiful. Um, but I, I guess still uh, talking about the game itself before we move on, Odell obviously uh, tore his ACL early on there. And I, think, I didn't realize it was torn. He, he fully tore his ACL? I think it came out. Yeah, Holy yeah. shit. It was um, the same knee, too, as he did it before. Was it? Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, but either way... Um, I think that obviously helped the Bengals uh, like keep it close because before then I think things were shaky. Um, and Odell will be fine. He earned the ring. He deserves it. Happy for him. That's why I don't care that the Rams won. I think Joe uh, Joey B and the Bengals winning would have been dope. Uh, they'll but be I think, back. Yeah, they'll be back. And a lot of a lot of people over in um, Los Angeles get to enjoy a Super Bowl ring. But what was uh, interesting, I'm sure you've seen this stat, is he scored just as many touchdowns as in L.A. as he did the entire time he was in Cleveland. I don't Seven, know, I believe. Like, who's to blame for that? How do you mess that up that bad? I think... Is that coaching? Is that, like, inter-squad relationships? Baker and him not getting along? How do, you, how do you have great talent on your team and you don't just, like, exploit it? Especially you know? in football when, like, there's such a clear, like, athletic advantage. Like, if this guy is good, he's really athletic he and he's going to be open. Ball and he can run routes and he's quick... Why not give him the ball often enough? You, know? you never know. But in terms of other Rams receivers who had to leave the game early, our man Van Jefferson, you know, this is honestly the coolest thing that came out of the Super Bowl. Van Jefferson had to leave the game at halftime to go have a kid. Well, his wife was having the kid. His wife was having the kid, and yeah. he, he made the, the, the family man decision to say, fuck this game, yeah. I'm going to, well, to was, see my was, baby. It was after the game, I believe. I think he left at halftime, dude. No, I think it was uh, during the celebration. Really? Let's yeah. look this up. Yeah, I thought he I th left during halftime. No, I think it was um, post game. Well, I think he might have heard because I mean, who you know? What do we know about labor? I guess, but I imagine she was at the hospital for a long time, presumably during the game. I mean, half the difference between halftime and the end of the game is what a couple hours. So surely she was at the hospital, but, I, but he was still at the game at the end. He like an aide. There's a video of like an aide running up to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. They ran up to him. He found out his wife was officially give, giving birth. Yeah, and he got the hell out of there. Yeah, so he he gathered the youngins and and made his way. Well, dude, that's what's so cool that it was uh, in their hometown. Yeah, home city. Like you, like that. That can't happen anywhere else. He very well may have had the made the decision to either go to the game 
or stay with his wife. But since he was in the same city, he could just go. What do you do in that in that situation where it's in two different cities and you it's one or the other? You know, not to be this guy, but it, it, it's not his first kid. <laughs> so I think I think he should have the right to play in the it's it's first Super Bowl, third kid. But you know You know, when you put it like that. And <laughs> it's you know, it's not like the kid will remember, right? Who was no. there and who wasn't. Yeah, and then again, you know, not to not to be this guy. But, but you know, I'm sure his wife would have appreciated his presence. No, yeah, yeah. But yeah. she also surely respects and understands his commitments. No, and it's it's not her first rodeo no. going through it. So she I more or less knows what to expect. Decision. I mean, it worked out so clearly. Who are we he, to speculate? he made it there in time. Yeah. Um, he, with, with the hat and everything. Well, you know, I think if I was the owner of that team, I would have flown him out in a helicopter. He probably yeah. took the regular roads. They probably hopefully, hopefully at the very least he got a police escort. Yeah. I could only hope, but L.A. traffic after the Super Bowl? It's probably probably terrible. It's probably a nightmare leaving the city. They probably got some secret tunnels. Somebody, um, because apparently this is just public information. I I kind of have known, but I don't know who the hell looks this up. But you can, like, constantly track the planes in the air, like, constantly. Yeah, I think that has to be public information. Yeah, like, all the time. So, like, we could go on a website right now and see every plane in the air. And after the Super Bowl, you see, like, 150 private jets leave L.A. Really? Like, an absurd amount, yeah. That's pretty dope. Yeah. I think, uh, well, I mean, this goes without saying, but L.A. has, like, the largest private airport. Van, Van Ives or Van mm-hmm. Ives is, like, the biggest private airport in, like, the world just because oh, of all yeah. those fucking celebrities going in and out. Mm. Um, but I guess to, to just round up the, um, the football talk, because there is other sports to discuss, um, this is the blunder, although I disagree with it on principle. So, essentially, um, Jesse Bates, Bengals safety, picks off Matt Stafford pretty early-ish in the game, as far as I know. And um, basically, Vernon Hargreaves, I think that might be how you say his name. He's an inactive player, ununiformed, um, runs out mid-celebration and basically like a hoodie and celebrating with the team. And they get like an unsportsmanlike or whatever sort of violation well, for that. There was a point in the game where the Bengals' only two penalties were that penalty and then another unsportsmanlike penalty by one of the linemen. Yeah. Which, um, to me, it's absurd that you can't celebrate or you can't go on the field un-uniformed. I mean, that that? that makes sense to me. It's kind of a stupid penalty, but that he's kind of just stupid. Like, you're not even playing. What makes you think you need to run on? It's not even. I mean, it's one thing if you you're not playing, and then then something like actually, yeah, like maybe if it's like a a touchdown to win the game, Mm -hmm. or you actually win the game, yeah. But like, it was really just a. A regular, a regular interception. And yeah. he, like, sprinted onto the field. And I guess to be devil's advocate against myself, the reason that's probably in place is so that, um, you know, random loonies can't just run on the field and they're easily yeah, or identified. Like, or, like, trainers or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's funny, too. I think I could be wrong. If I remember correctly, didn't Aaron Don- – I don't know if he got a penalty for this, but wasn't Aaron Donald, like, uh, kind of being chippy with the Bengals' sideline? Yeah, he kind of threw Joey – Joey, Joey B onto the ground in a not so nice yeah. way, and then they got into it a little bit. Well, I think that woke up the Rams because that was after o- Odell's injury. I think they woke him back up. But um, yeah, either the way, Ram, the Rams were kind of in the dumps for a little bit. Joe, the Bengals look like they had yeah. control. Well, Super Bowl behind us. We'll, we'll look forward to to next year's Super Bowl. Well, dude, it's always such a depressing time when when football's over. It's like, what do you? I mean, for us this year was kind of nice because it's over and we don't really have to worry about it anymore. Yep, but yep. traditionally, I'm quite sad when football season is over. You know, it's it's a long break, but I think other sports gets good. Well, dude, March I'm, Madness about to start, I'm NBA All-Star Weekend. I'm gearing up for F1. 
right around the corner. Well, the helmet reveals are pretty sick. The cars look sick. Yeah. But, dude, quickly, on the NFL, so some little bit too early um, next year football predictions. So to get off the to get started, the Bills are the way too early Super Bowl favorites for 2023 at plus 750. The way they were looking, I can see it. And in terms of MVP, I don't have the leader, but Trey Lance is at 75 to one to win MVP. Trey Lance. Trey Lance is that he's not the leader, but he's at 75 to one to win MVP. But that's a no-brainer to drop a tenner on. But you know who's at 45 to one to win MVP? Who? Tom Brady, after retiring. After retiring, I don't think he's gonna pull up. Pe- people MJ. don't. People don't buy it that that he's done. That would be the. I think it would be silly of him to come back. But we'll see. We'll see. People have done it before. Montana did it. Favre did it. Michael Jordan. I mean, I th- I think what's exciting about the the landscape of sports right now is that all those older players are retiring. I mean, like even. Uh, the other night for the All Star draft, when it was Team LeBron, Team Durant, those guys looked old. Yeah, you know, it looked like two old guys drafting a team. Don't get me wrong, two of my favorite players, um, but I think this new guard coming in for all these sports, it's becoming less predictable, in my opinion, on who's going to win. Yeah, I mean, dude, one thing, you know, you bring up LeBron, you bleh, can't fucking talk. You bring up LeBron. You know what the Super Bowl did reaffirm for me about LeBron? LeBron is so cool. Like those when you saw him in the box and during the halftime show, like he's so cool and he's been so cool for so long that people forget just how cool LeBron is. And then you see him at the Super Bowl and you're like, damn, LeBron is really cool. And he's still really good. Oh, he's still really good yeah. at basketball. Dude, did you see that clip? This is now going back a ways since we just haven't potted in a little bit, but him and Durant uh, drafting and they get to Harden. Yo, and, and, and LeBron's like, is he is, is he healthy? I know he hasn't been playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that's like an all time clip right there. I mean, what they they took Gobert ahead of him. Or something yeah, like Durant that. took. He's like, yeah, I really need, I really need defense and length to <laughs> go up against LeBron <laughs> he was like and Giannis. The whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, heart. I guess uh, should we transition? Yeah, let's let's talk let's talk NBA. All right, so real quick, shout out to LeBron, all time leading scorer now, um, all time. I know we we sound like LeBron. That's playoffs stands. including, right? That's play. That's regular season plus playoffs. I know we sound like LeBron stands. Um, we're just reporting the facts. He's now scored more points than anyone ever. Um, and honestly, in my opinion, I thought that was underreported. When will he? Well, I think the real one will be when he passes yeah. for the regular season. How far is he from that? Like still a year, right? Presumably a couple more. He probably won't do it. If he does it by the end of next season, that will be a rapid pace. He'll do it on an assist from Bronny. Potentially. Potentially. If that, LeBron would do that. He would slow down his, his output so that he no, can time I mean, it right. I'm sure this uh, terror of his, besides the fact that the Lakers are s- smelly poo-poo, I think he is <laughs> trying to uh, accelerate where he's at so he can chill a little bit later. Because the, the, the worst position you want to be in is like knowing you are in a position to... It's like... He doesn't want to work for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You want to cruise towards it. Um, but what were you... You were just saying... Um, was it Harden? We were talking about the trade, right? So I guess we probably start off with that. Um, Oh, you know we never talk about the commercials. We'll sa- we'll, sa- we'll come we'll back. We'll save to the, the commercials. commercials. Yeah, we'll, we'll save back the commercials. commercials. That's good stuff. But um, so finally there was a swap. They made it super unbelievably dramatic. Um, I don't know what our position was on record. Um, so I don't I don't want to like completely contradict ourselves. But did we say he, they were going to move him, or did we say it was going to be a farce? I think we I think we spoke tentatively that uh, 
That he wasn't going that anywhere? That he wasn't going to move. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. well, turns out uh, there's a bit of a dance in the NBA trade machine, and I think both teams knew they had disgruntled stars that needed to be off or else they would kind of lose this opportunity yeah. to get a non-disgruntled player. Um, and I apparently uh, Philadelphia was Harden's number one pick kind of anyway, even Weird. before Brooklyn. Um, and you know all this stuff's going on, whether it's hearsay or they rumors. Must have, they must have great strippers in in Philly. They, I mean, probably, presumably better than Brooklyn um, at the very least, and that's really all that matters. But I think partially um, the dynamic between those three in Brooklyn must have just not been amazing. You know, they only played sixteen games together. Wow, Pre- going to be one of the biggest what ifs kind of of all time. What could have been there? Harden uh, and Durant are going to be part of the two of the biggest uh, what ifs ever, aren't they? I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the uh, Westbrook and the Thunder days. You know, who does it? Who does that fall on? I think it falls on KD. At this point? Yeah. I don't know if you it's know, on his you shoulders. Know, you know what? He's, he, I'm I give him more credit. That this is going to be a hot take. All right. Lay it on me. It's, it, it just shows that KD's two rings are invalid. No. It does. <laughs> because he, he couldn't play with Westbrook and Harden. In the Thunder, and he had to go to uh, fucking Golden State to win a ring, and then he wants to make another shot at his own big three with Kyrie and Harden, and they can't fucking do it. He can't manage personalities. He's got to go to some happy, funky place. You, that statement just fundamentally shows you don't understand Kevin Durant. He just wants to hoop. He's not here to manage personalities. Look, Harden's effort is at a minimal. I don't think he enjoys Kyrie's shenanigans. Kyrie not playing probably soured him a little bit. Like I think that situation was just doomed. It at was the three start. guys who all outwardly said they didn't want to be the guy. Yeah, and then inherently there's got to be a guy, and KD is the guy. He's the guy, but he's also not the guy. Well, it's hard to be the guy when got second guy isn't playing or barely playing, and then third guy doesn't try. Yeah. Or third guy doesn't want to be there. Third guy, a.k.a. No. Harden, leaking rumors he didn't want to be there. Meanwhile, nobody's really talking about Steve Nash's role in all this. But I think Nash is a good coach. Well, I think, I mean, wasn't there the quote, I'm going to completely butcher it, but wasn't there the quote like when Nash was first hired that I think it might have been Kyrie or somebody said like, you know, he's basically not really the coach here. Um, yeah. But either way, that mess has been handled. I think I'm, in a way, I'm, I'm rooting for Ben Simmons. I think I should. Has it's, he played it, yet? No, presumably soon, though. Um, but I'm, I'm very much rooting for him, in fact. I think that um, it's good to put that chapter behind him. Um, I would even argue that is the official, official end of the process. The process is done now. And now they're going backwards. <laughs> you saw, like, Embiid has had, had one practice with Harden. He's, take, he's doing the, the, well, the step-back shuffle. It, well, Embiid's been cooking this season already, so I actually do think that they'll be able to turn it around. Um, that being said, if Embiid and Harden can't play together, then the problem is Harden. All right. Where were where we? Um, NBA, Nets. Oh, well, the quick thing on the Nets, actually, before we wrap up on them. Adam Silver, he's, he's trying to help his, his man Kyrie out. It's all about the bottom line, baby. Adam Silver came out and said it makes no sense that uh, uh, an unvaccinated player on an away team can play in Barclays, but a home player who's unvaccinated can't. Makes no sense. You know, the logic checks out to me. Um, if anything, uh, kind of the, the same rule should apply. Obviously, uh, the real reason is Kyrie is a, a New York employee. 
Um, and so only they can kind of enforce rules on their own, you know, people or whatever. But presumably, I mean, all these mask mandates are being lifted everywhere. So yeah. Kyrie will be playing basketball, I imagine, sometime soon. The question is, will it be too late for the Brooklyn Nets? It's, they're on the clock, dude. I, you know, I, I don't want to wear a mask in the gym anymore. Uh, that's my thing. Not even in an elevator. Anywhere, really. We had some. Oh, it's great for the winter. It is great for the winter. It's not bad for the winter because sometimes I'll go in somewhere and I'll just leave it on because it's cold. But there were some real blissful months. June, July, everyone was fresh off the vaccine. You didn't have to wear one anywhere except on the train. We we thought all was good. Yeah, fucking crazy. But um, in in other basketball news, let's talk uh, our seas, huh? So they've really turned it around. And you're wearing green. Um, just in, in solidarity. They've won nine in a row now up until this point, and their next game is against the, the Pistons. Who, I think they're know, playing tonight. Wood, we should uh, defeat. Um, that being said, a lot has changed. So we, we shipped off Ennis Freedom. Uh, he's off the squadron. Schroeder. Schroeder's got, uh, is Schroeder gone? Yep. To who? I don't know if Schroeder's gone. I think they traded Schroeder, dude. I don't think they did. They right? did, I think, for some picks. I don't know if they did. Oh shit! You're right. You're right. You're right. He's a rocket. Wow. Yeah, I think they traded yeah, him for Schroeder's. Oh no, that's who they. That's who they. That's how they got Tice back. Yeah, Langford, I believe, was in that move Thank too. Thank God, Langford's gone. What a fucking waste of space. You know, I liked him as a player. He just was in that category of not super available. This season, he played a lot and had flashes of being very good. But I, I think it was time for a change of scenery. He was young enough, good asset, moving for somebody else. I wish him the best. Tice back. I think we we gel well. I mean, the biggest uh, improvement in my opinion, is Derek White. That he's was exactly cool. what we needed. He's a cool guy. He's a, he's a Celtic. He plays defense. He's arguably our smartest ball handler since Rondo. Nine straight. I mean, granted, obviously we won a couple before he came about, but they're looking damn good. Damn good. Well, it's the first time in a long time that they're relatively fully healthy. Jalen and Tatum look like friends again. Dude, I mean, we routed the... Uh, Sixers the other day by like, like forty 50, at one point. I think it ended up being like I think it was like one thirty six to eighty nine or yeah, something. Absolute blowout, which is you know always good. They're only yeah the Celtics are there now only three and a half out of first place in the East. Well, the East is the East is absurdly tight. Well, it's tight, super tight, and obviously we have to kind of keep that up. But I mean, I think who people really should be talking about is the Bulls, uh, namely Demar Derozan. I think he's. I don't know who's going to win MVP. I think it could go either way, but he has my vote if I were to be the, the one voting. The Bulls were essentially nobodies until he joined. Um, he's going – I think he leads the league in scoring. Yeah. Or he's, like, up there He's up there. Like that. I think he's averaging, like, 29. Yeah, so he's, he's killing I wouldn't it. even hate that, dude. I would, like, if, it, if LeBron isn't winning MVP, give it to – just don't give it to Giannis. Don't nope. give it to Curry. Give it to, give it to some guy who we, nobody wants to win it. I want it to be either Embiid, DeRozan – Tatum. Who won it last year? Jokic? Was it? Maybe Jokic was two years ago. I feel like it's it's not an irrelevant award, but, you know, in a way, if it's not my guy, don't care. Um, but, you know, you know DeRozan's the 44th highest paid player in the league? Wow. Talk about value. Talk about a bargain. They got to have a re- an award for that. No, ser- seriously. You know, when he was in Toronto, people thought he was uh, worthy of getting traded for a bag of chips. They were really down on him. But they sent him over to San Antonio. Pop really... Uh, Put some pep under his step. They had him doing everything over there. He's basically looking like prime Chris Paul. Well, he's pretty old now. He's got to be like, what, 33, 34? Which begs the question of what is old anymore. True, you know? true. Um, when you got the king doing all that stuff at, at 37. Yeah. Um, but I guess in um, 
And by the way, his contract's 82 mil for three years, which to me, for, that being 44th highest is insane. We got to figure out the, the points per dollar on Go- that. A good amount, yeah. probably. Yeah, they're, they're getting their, their bang for if their If we were buck. a good pod, we would have had that, and it would have been a f- nice thing to flash on, yeah. on, the, on the screen. Or, or maybe just like, uh, you know, ticket sales per bucket. How much is that worth? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So regardless, I guess just to, to wrap up the uh, NBA talk, Anthony Davis, who presumably the number two guy, should really be the number one guy in L.A. I'm a fan of him. I like his game. This is an interesting tidbit to me. So he is not going to be participating in the All-Star game, as far as I know. Probably just because he's, he's been hurt a lot, right? Yeah, so he's ineligible because of that. That being said, he is in the prime of his career, arguably, right? He's in his mid to late 20s. Like, this is, should be when he's, like, the best at his game. Um, being honored in Cleveland, you know, NBA, it's their 75th season, so they're doing this, like, top 75 thing. He's being honored as one of the 75th best NBA players of all time. And he's not playing in the All-Star game? What's going on here? It'd be one thing if he... Like, I mean, he really just isn't eligible, you know? Yeah, yeah. But You know, is he, is he even a top 75 player of all time? All those lists are so whack to me. I think they need to throw out all the numbers, except, like, obvious ones, right? Like, to be considered a top 20 or top 75 player, obviously you have to be decent in a statistical category, not necessarily just points. But they really need to just do the eye test. Like, in, in all seriousness, watch a game of, not to disparage anybody or to talk bad, but watch a game of, like, 1960s basketball. And then truly ask yourself, is that big man any better than Daniel Tice? <laughs> Seriously. Or wow, like, that was bold. I mean, and obviously it's subjective, and, and you really should only judge it by the eras. Like, were they good for their time? Yes. Were they good even up until like the, you know, years after they retired? Probably still. Um, and I think you, it, it takes a lot of context and nuance. But when you're putting together that top 75 list, to me, it's the same argument as like the greatest. It's not really about talent. It's yeah. about, you know, top 75 uh, notable contributors. Yeah. It's like, it's like how, who, who even like makes that list, you know? Silver and his goons. Probably something like that. Mob boss over there. I'm a fan of Silver. I like Silver. I think he's. I think he's doing a fine job. Yeah, I think he's. He's top, in my opinion, top commissioner in sports. Um. Well, you know the the business people would say it's it's Goodell. Goodell he's, certainly brings in that cash. He's, he's running a good ship over yeah. there, Roger. Um. But I guess in in terms of uh, just other sports before we, unless you had anything else before we uh, chit chat a little bit about some of these commercials. No, I mean I got nothing on the NBA, but one little little bite before we t- get into the commercials. Um, Apple TV just purchased or they like set this is going to happen like they how do you what do you what's it called when you purchase a show like they ordered it they ordered it so the Apple TV just ordered the production of this thing called the dynasty which is going to walk through the 20 years of of the Patriots dynasty with Belichick Brady and Kraft well they they saw a man in the arena and said I want a slice of that they saw a man in the arena I mean the, apparently they're still filming man in the arena you know I really wasn't that impressed it started off strong and then it kind of fizzled out for me um, but if, but the interesting part about this is that Ron Howard is directing it, hmm. who's like a stud director. I could, hmm. I can't tell you anything he's done. Oh, look but, at you not doing your research. Um, but I, I know that he's, uh, like a, a strong, strong director. I think Ron Howard might've done, uh, like that solo movie. Let's um, see. 
But yeah, tell me what Ron Howard's done. Ron Howard is most notable for, let's see, Ron Howard. This guy, is he an actor? He's a director. Okay, director. Jeez. You got to go to IMBD. No. Wikipedia. Well, I got to do his directing career. So let me let me see if there's any names here that are obvious. I think he's a little before our time for a lot of these things. Go to the nineties. Go to the nineties. Yeah, let's 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 see what he's been up to in the nineties that we might recognize, huh? Let's see. Gee, well, it's a lot of action movies. I'm seeing like a lot of Michael Keaton, a lot of like Tom Cruise. I feel like these are movies that most people should know. He did um, Apollo 13. You've seen that one, right? No. That's a fantastic movie. Is that the movie where they like launch? It, it, yeah, I won't spoil it for you. Granted, you could just look up what happens in real life. But essentially, yes, there are people in space who need to come back home. Okay, it was yeah. like a failed mission. An incredible story, incredible movie. Um, so I'm glad you know I, I recognize that one at least. Um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. He did the live action one. Okay, that's telling. Um, a Beautiful Mind. Have you seen that one? Have I haven't. I haven't seen anything. I feel like we watched that one in school, but that that's about. Um, it's like a. Kind of about uh, John Nash, the American math. Well, you know that was the best thing about our old podcast. Consider it settled. Is well, that forced it, it to forced movies. me to watch all these movies? Yeah, he did Cinderella Man. Um, he uh, directed The Da Vinci Code with okay. Tom Hanks, all right. Angels and Demons, and then Inferno. Um, let's see, Frost Nixon. I haven't seen that one myself. Um, let's see what he's done in the twenty tens. Um, Rush, I haven't seen that one, Apparently but it's Rush the, the is formula, great. the F1 movie. Um, guy, yeah, he did do Solo, so you were right there. Um, being a director's got to be a hell of a job. I, I like to... Dude, um, you got to have some vision. Oh, my God. Being on that set and being like... Well, because presumably, obviously, there's a lot of moving parts from what I understand about the just media industry, right? Like, there's scripts and there's producers and there's all this stuff, but really being able to take somebody's words... And saying this is how we're going to visually show it, unbelievable, unbelievable, crazy. Uh, are there are there any bigger geniuses on earth? The nuance to not to get in this rabbit hole, but the nuance to camera angles, I would never think of that shit. No, no. Go from top up, top down, sideways. You, you know, film is one thing, but I, I have a lot of fascination with documentaries. I think being a documentary director is uh, more interesting. Well, to you me. know what's interesting to me is the way they shoot some of these sporting events, mm. like golf. You gotta have so many cameras, yeah. or even F one. Yeah. How do they shoot that so clean? No, hey, it's, it's crazy. Uh, it's a big business, big operation. But I guess but, so it's, we'll go ahead. I was gonna say we'll we'll, we'll segue this into the commercials. Well, well, before I segue, just to bring it full circle, talking about the dynasty. Is that yes. what it's gonna be called? Yes, it's called the dynasty. Yeah. So we start with the dynasty. I think. I mean. Maybe this is recency bias, but the last dance showed people there's a lot of money to be made in telling some classic stories. Yeah, and the the Netflix documentary yeah. about F1. Yep. So I'm all for it. What what team? It's funny nobody thought of this before because Hard Knocks been doing this forever. Yeah, in some way. I think it, it it's always better to do it. Um, I mean, obviously the Dynasty one's a little bit more recent, but people love nostalgia, and I want to hear the back. People love nostalgia. Like the behind the scenes stories, you know. That's the thing. It's like the Patriots, they're typically so buttoned up. If they're going to do this, they better let it all out there. I don't want yeah. any half-assed uh, behind-the-scenes look. They better get all their dirty garbage out well, there. Well, I think really what they're trying to do is officially close that door. You know, And they want to do it sooner rather than later. And they, they, they want to do waited. it on their own terms. Yeah, because they could have waited years to put out this. You know what I mean? But All right, let's segue into the commercials, huh? All right, Super Bowl commercials. Which, off the top, quick facts. $6.5 million for a 30-second slot in the commercials. That is $230,000 per second of advertising. 
That is double our anticipated marketing budget for real time in one second. <laughs> you're, you're letting out all the, the secrets. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it's... I think I think we were saying this maybe off camera or maybe last episode before we said it. Having a Super Bowl commercial is like a badge of like I'm a big company with a big budget and I'm on the national stage. Clout. Yeah. I it's mean, like welcome to the club. All those people. What, what did you say? It's two and a half million for thirty seconds. Six point five for thirty seconds. Okay. And there's some commercials that are going minute, two minutes. Six and a half million for thirty seconds to an audience of at least a hundred million. And obviously, these commercials carry. Super Bowl commercials are such a thing that they carry so much weight that they're going to be watched later on YouTube. For years. For yeah. years, yeah. So in a way, it's almost a bargain, right? I mean, you ask anyone, they'll say, it. yes, it is worth it. Yeah. I mean, it's worth it because it's worth it for these companies who can afford it. Yeah. Is it worth it for, like, smaller companies? No. They no. could probably do way more effective things with that money. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Super Bowl is just such a, it's like a fun, it's a day to celebrate brands, I feel like is what it's, it's turned like a, it's into. Like it's a very day of uh, American culture, really. Yeah. Not to sound like a I mean, if weirdo. Any, I mean, you can always argue uh, that one of the things that glues society, at least American society, together is sports. If not for sports, what would us in Massachusetts have in common with one in you know anywhere else? Right. Well, it's true. Um, but let's let's run through the, the commercials that we saw. Yeah, um, I mean, so I don't have them in order or anything, but just the, the ones mean, that um I mean, obviously the notable one that everyone's talking about is Coinbase. So let's just start with that one then. So huh? Coinbase what they did, they threw up the QR code. Mm-hmm. I was quick enough. I knew to scan it right away. Yep. I was like, "Oh, it's a QR I, code." I whipped out my phone. Everybody was trained. Yep. Um and they took you to the Coinbase website. They were basically giving out a bunch of free crypto. Fingers crossed I win that. Well, I didn't if you already had an account don't you just get entered in some sweepstakes? That's what I did. Yeah, I already had an account, so it says, like, still enter me in sweepstakes. Yeah, Although yeah. I will say, um, Coinbase, I don't know if they were really ready for the influx because no, I, I, I couldn't get in for a while. Tw- I got in kind of um, somewhat quickly, but it was, what, 20 million people clicked on it? They, went, like- f- they went from 186th on the App Store to 2. In 15 minutes. Yep. So safe to say that was a success. Not that people didn't know what Coinbase was before, but now they really do. Although, coming at it from another angle, not a single one of those uh, crypto companies did a decent job of explaining what the hell they do. Um, I will say, though, that Coinbase obviously probably took that into account and was like, either A, people will just scan this anyway, or two, we're not really going after those people. You know? No. Yeah. I mean, Coinbase, they also didn't spend a dime. On that commercial in terms of production, so they, I mean they just sacked up and paid the six point five mil. Yeah, but definitely worth it for them. Um, but I was going to say something else. I am curious though, like because obviously people of all ages watch the Super Bowl. I am curious if like you had a room, because I, mean, I was in a room of people in their twenties. You were in a room of people in their twenties. Like I'm sure a lot of people are in a combination of like twenties, thirties, forties, fifties. But of people of like if like there's a sixty year old couple or a 70-year-old couple who are just them two watching it, I have a hard time believing they thought to scan that QR code. You know, I think it, it has become just so ubiquitous in society that I wouldn't be surprised if they um, recognize the QR code and immediately they're like, I need to do something here, right? Um, I feel like they um, a QR code, to me, just screams like call to action. And also, you need to show some respect for these 60-year-olds or uh, Noah, you know they were our age in the '80s. No, it's right? true. It's not that long ago, or That's although true. it is turning to be that long ago. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, if we're along the crypto line, so Coinbase obviously was the first one. Coin, you know, good on Coinbase for being the first one in there. 
mm-hmm. they had like a first. It was like during the first quarter. Yeah. And then FTX did the Larry David one, which I thought was one of the best. I, I, I like that one. I thought it was pretty funny. I don't know if really the the message hit home, but I just like Larry David, yeah. so I liked it a lot. That fit really into his character. How much do you think they paid him to do that? Well, that could, that's one of the ones. F- the FTX one was two minutes long. So that would have been <laughs> they 26 mil? Jesus Christ. Right? Something like that? So they paid 26 mil for the time. Whatever it was for production. They probably paid a which million. Which they probably tried doing a bargain. I bet they paid like a million for Larry. Jeez. Probably around that, right? I don't know. Maybe like half a mil. I mean, in a way, like probably much less than we're speculating, right? Larry David could go do like a speaking arrangement that actually takes his time, and they probably would pay him less than that, so... But to be a face of a brand like that, you probably do got to have quite the the bid. I mean, well, that's the thing that that very much fits in line with like a whole FTX's whole thing. Their whole thing is like we're trying to get like a lot of people to be a part of this brand. Like they have Brady, Duran, um, now Larry David, I guess. Um, and then the last crypto one was Crypto.com, and they had LeBron. Yeah, that I, was I, the one with Young LeBron. I didn't really follow that at first, but I guess it made sense. I mean, to be honest, like, I remember these commercials. Maybe we should have done a refresher. That was the one where he was sitting next to himself with, like, the St. Mary's uniform or whatever. That one yeah. was a little uh, confusing. I think we get it because we're, you know, we saw the other two and we're, we're somewhat in the space. Well, because the young LeBron was like, do we live up to the hype? Yeah. And it's like, does crypto, is crypto actually going to be as big as people think it'll be? And LeBron was like, yes. You know, a lot of people were, not, not that we remember, but a lot of people were drawing parallels. In fact, I think what we should do for next pod and anybody listening to is go back and watch Super Bowl commercials from the year like 2000 or like 1999. I would love to see the like dot com era commercials because a lot of people were drawing a comparison saying, well, that is what it was like when the dot com era was all these commercials yeah. on TV about shit that nobody understood. And then you know how that ended. Yeah. Know? Well, dude, um, aside from crypto, they brought back the E-Trade baby. He's grown up. Oh, yep. That yep. was cool. I love the E-Trade baby. It's, it's nice when there's continuation through the years. Yeah. I mean, in general, for me, like brands like that, like that do overall boring things, whether it's like financial services or you sell a bag of chips, um, they almost in a way have the most creative freedom to tell whatever story that yeah, they want. Yeah, because it almost like doesn't matter no, what they yeah. say. Yeah. And then I thought the BMW one was cool with Zeus. Arnold Schwarzenegger yep. was playing Zeus yep. and Salma Hayek. Mm-hmm. That one was good. I like the McConaughey Salesforce one. You know, people are saying that was the worst one. Really? That's like unanimously the worst commercial. That's funny. Yeah. Well, because in a way, like, I was watching it like, okay, this is an interesting tale. And then at the end, it's just like Salesforce. And yeah. I'm like, it was like, because basically Salesforce was like, it was like, coming back to Earth, basically, or whatever. Yeah. I was like, we, Team Earth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but and then my other favorite one was Uber. Uber Eats. That one I just watched that one because uh, I must have missed that one as, as well. But um, that one was was kind of funny. I mean, it was kind of weird watching them eat things that weren't food. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I, I got it. I, I liked it more during the actual Super Bowl when I like watched it with you just now. I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. Well, I like the. Uh, um, Verizon one with Jim Carrey where he's like the electrician or whatever. I don't think I saw that one. No, that one is pretty good. He's like a maintenance man or whatever and uh, you know, you'd have to just watch it but basically this lady's having some issues with her Wi-Fi and like he can't believe that it's 5G. It's pretty funny though overall. You know what was bad? The T-Mobile 5G commercials. Those were just bad. Yeah. I thought those sucked. Well, y- you gotta wonder who uh, one, who approves these two, who writes them and then three, like are there focus groups that go through these and they're like yay or nay? Because there's, are, I mean, 
arguably, or at least if I had to just guess, you don't need every single commercial to be a slam dunk, right? Like, you can actually probably get away with putting out a subpar commercial, more or less. I think there's a, a, a spectrum. You either do a really good commercial or a really bad one, but if your commercial is just, eh, that's probably the worst you can do. Like, Amazon's commercial was very meh. Mm. I mean, but Amazon doesn't really matter. They just had to show up well, in you, some way. You know what I, I thought was a sign of the times? Um, and maybe it's always been like this, and maybe I'm just like now paying attention, but every single commercial had a song in the background or like a, huh. uh, like a tune. Like You think it's because of TikTok and Instagram and well, like the way videos are made now? Well, I know you don't have TikTok, but there was like a t- couple TikTok songs I mean, in, the, in the back of some that, of these commercials. I think that's uh, the sign of the times because I was like, Watching these commercials be a couple in a row, and I'm like, are there any commercials that there's not background music anymore? I mean, because I don't really watch TV. I don't have cable. So the only ads I see are, like, on YouTube or maybe a, a podcast ad or whatever. And obviously, there's not typically jingles with those ones. So I was very taken aback, personally. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about that until now. But I don't think Apple did a commercial. Maybe I missed it. They're, they're saving their war chest for making docu-series. Um, you know what was funny, though? Um... The uh, avocados from Mexico. You know they're actually suspending imports of avocados. I don't know if that's actually true, but I know there's. You, you got to look at look it up. There's something going on in uh, between the U.S. and Mexico in oh, trade brother. with avocados. Damn. And, you know, people, avocados think, going up in price well, again. They really caught up, or uh, you know, they caught on in America. Everybody loves avocados now. Um, you see the uh, wall box commercial? That guy who got struck by lightning. I thought that one was pretty good. What? So they got this guy who presumably was struck by lightning in 2012, hard to do. Um, And he was basically, the whole commercial was he's afraid of electricity. And then he feels so comfortable using an electric car charger. That's like an at-home. So I I thought that was well done. But the biggest, to me personally, the one that confused me the most was the one with the... uh, at home COVID testing, not that part didn't confuse me at all. That made perfect sense. That was the only mention of COVID. Sharp uh, contrast and change, but towards the end of that commercial, it was like, you know, and this could just be them, you know, leaving themselves openly vague for this exact reason for us to talk about it. But they're like, well, wait what, to see what we do next. And I was like, well, what do you do at yeah. home testing thing? I don't know. Yeah. It seems like they might have had their timing messed up. It's like for this whole time, they've been working on this really cool thing for COVID. It's like you get your at-home COVID test, it's reusable. And they were probably like, well, we're just, we have this great commercial. We got this great commercial. They're telling all their shareholders. And they were like, yes, Omicron, yes, it's back. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then they put out this, they play in this commercial. And now it's like, people are just like, I think people are just so like over COVID. They're like, I don't want to see anything about this. It's, it's, it's been some time. Um, but what's it called? Like, I guess talking about just like free media, obviously so many eyeballs on the Super Bowl, a lot of money spent around. The number one leader in essentially who got free advertising is Nike. Nike got 46 minutes of free advertising, which amounts more or less to the game, right? Because they got the jerseys. Yeah, the jerseys. And I'm sure with that comes with certain privileges yep, where yep. the cameras were. Yep. Um, second place, um, Pepsi. Pepsi came in second at nine minutes, so Nike overwhelmingly had more time. But I mean, Pepsi, probably nine minutes, just about the time that the halftime show was, most likely. Yeah. The NFL is a, a Pepsi league. You know, Coke's got to hate that. They they do. Coke has got to hate that. They Coke hasn't beat everywhere else. But they, they can't get the what, NFL. What league uses uh, Coke? 
I think the NBA is Coke. Mm. I think the MLB is Coke. The beverage wars are hilarious to me. Yeah. You know, they just they really just buy water, you know, when we when we put it like that. I mean, now that I know that they only need three drops of syrup, it's a far it's a to, to it's make a grift. Their, to make their things of Coke. You know the margins on that have got, got to be great. You know, I'm no uh, antitrust guy, but somebody's really got to look into breaking down those beverage companies. It's a highway robbery right there. But um, Bose came in third with eight minutes. Shout out Bose. Bose. Oh, because of the damn headsets. Yep. Good for them. Yep, good for them. Which only eight minutes of airtime? That's interesting to me. It's um, a lot of airtime. It is. Yeah. Um, but that that's pretty much the the Super Bowl and uh, you know the commercials all in its entirety. This is in a way the Super Bowl special way too late. Yeah, you know we've been we were late, but you know shit happens in life. Yeah, but um, I'm sure our audience members will like it, and they boy are they growing. Yeah. It's a one that we could call. I'm not gonna call it a hockey stick. It's it's but, up there though, but it's looking like you it. You know, um, I think it, we shout for one shout out to everybody listening. We are kind of if coming it, towards if the end. They made it. Yeah, this is towards the end. I, I, presumably they have. But one last thing, I just I literally just came across this. This is rather old too, but I guess a high school student doesn't say where. Um, it has a petition, and petitions go nowhere more or less. But he's looking to move. Um, so this is like a presumably a nothing burger of a story, but he's. Got a petition with over 120,000 signatures that are looking to move Super Bowls to Saturdays. I heard that. Zach was telling me that. It, it's never going to happen. You no, know, you know, but I think that people could get behind it. Well, this is my thing. I just think the Super Bowl should be a three-day weekend. Which this would, this would be what it would do, effectively. Yeah, but, like, there's just something about, like, Super Bowl Sunday... And like having like the Sunday party, it's like Sunday, 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 and just give everybody Monday off. Well, because that's the thing is the study that uh, I'm assuming is backing up this petition is saying people don't want to work on Super Bowl Monday at all. They would rather work on like literally any other holiday, like President's Day, Martin Luther King, Columbus Day. They would say, I'd rather go to work on those days I usually get off than to go work the day after the Super Bowl. No, 100%. I mean, dude, anywhere, like a lot of other places in the world, like for any major sporting event, day off. Yeah. It's just in these damn United States. It's it, like... Work, work, work. It's, it's work, work, work. And, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's really the biggest, it's the most important day of the year. It's like yeah. a holiday. It is. Well, it's behind us now. You know, uh, what I will say, tell me that if we're... Tell me other days besides maybe Christmas and Thanksgiving where you have 100 million people in the United States doing the same thing. Maybe it's probably the 4th of July. Okay, fair. <laughs> Which holiday? Yep. Is, is it? 4th of July? Yeah, yeah. Hol- yeah oh, the, holiday. Oh, you, oh, you asked. You said that's not a holiday. That's not a holiday, yeah. Oh, man. Like maybe... Maybe election day. I don't think that's maybe election a holiday. day, but even that, but even that, not many, that people many people vote. No, I don't yeah. know, which is sad. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, Super Bowl's presumed it's the biggest. It's the biggest day in America at the end of the day, more or less. Um, and you know, I think it being in LA helps a lot. Um, definitely on the calendar now for Vegas. Oh, we're going. We'll be there. We're going. We're at least going to be in Vegas for yeah, it. Maybe you, we won't make the full upgrade yeah, we, to we go might to be the watching game. The game on the TV. But I've, I've heard just being in the. In the vicinity of the Super Bowl is equally as fun. Yeah. Well, but anyways, that's that's a so Wednesday wrap up for everybody. Yeah, and some some I guess closing calls to action for those you made it this far. Once again, um, you know if you're enjoying what we're doing here, uh, you enjoy listening to us. Don't hesitate to share, uh, leave a rating. Please um, leave a rating. Yeah, please. It's the most important thing yeah, that helps us grow. It is. Um, and if you have an opportunity. 
we will be doing the NBA All-Star Weekend, so maybe we'll do a pod kind of before that one just to preface it, but try it out. The All-Star Game is usually a fun one. A lot of yeah, games, a lot all, of threes. NBA right All-Star Game is probably the best All-Star Game. I think so. Yeah. I think so. No, I mean, baseball is good, too, but NBA is cool. Yeah. Especially with their new format. But anyways, yeah, we'll, we'll, I, I second what he said. Yep. All right. Have a good week, everybody.